Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning is offered for informational purposes only. Before you make any major life changes, please seek the help of a professional or your physician before you do so. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hello, welcome back to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron. I'm the co-host with Dr. Banning, and Dr. Banning is sitting right here across the desk from me, uh, ready and uh, good to go for starting episode 21. Wow. Congratulations, 21. Dr. Banning. 21, that's a lot of episodes. Have we arrived yet? <laughs> Not quite, but we're getting there. Okay, it's a journey, one of them deals. <laughs> it is a journey. Okay. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Good. Yeah. Any I'm, interesting news since we last spoke? Interesting news. Um, I always like to share some of my stuff with patients because they always think, well, gee, you probably don't have any health issues. I've got them. Yeah. I'm in the same journey, and so I've got issues with my nervous system, with my legs, sciatica, neuropathy in my legs and feet. And uh, I got hit with a virus, and what happens is that virus will hit you in the weakest spot. So guess where it hit me? Your weakest spots. My weakest spots, yes, my legs and my feet. And I had a headache. I've had it for about 10 days. Um, Wow. Yeah, and so I let it run its course. And, um, you know, I've been taking, drinking a lot of water. At first, I, I was just so stressed out, I thought, okay. And my daughter was home. She's a gourmet cook. Yeah. And uh, all this food sitting around the house, I'm like, eh, I can't do this. I know what's going to happen. If I eat all this food, I'm going to feel even worse. Unfortunately, I did partake of some of the food. Um, you know, but uh, I'm in a good place now. I'm good. In a good place. Yeah, I'm doing better. Things are getting better and stronger. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful. I didn't miss any work. Um, and I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm a very healthy person. Healthy people do get sick. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to share that with people. And the other thing is you can have symptoms and be sick. There's a lot of people today that don't have symptoms that will be dead tomorrow. And the first symptom they have is, guess what? The big one. Blood pressure? The heart attack. Oh, yeah, no yeah. Warning. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Or the stroke, you know. And so. Well, I'm you know, glad you brought that up because that kind of brings us around. That's a, that's a good segue because okay. tonight we're discussing our, our, our subject of uh our topic for tonight is signs of illness and disease. Okay. Can we talk about health as well? Absolutely. Of Let's course. Health and disease. Yeah, yeah. And I like to use disease instead of the word disease, put a hyphen between dis and, and ease. Dis-ease. Dis-ease. Yeah. Dis-ease. In other words, there's stress in the body. That makes sense. Yeah. So makes it easier. Good. <clears throat> so what are some signs, and and we like to, to make it simple for mm-hmm. our listeners, but what are some good signs to, to that – that people will often miss, but they shouldn't. Well, I'll share with you what I look for in myself. Um, first of all, um, you want to have good energy. Good, good energy is a sign of good health. Now, obviously, we go through things in life like uh, you know you can have traumas or things like that, or you go to the hospital with a loved one and you hang out at the hospital. You're not going to sleep very good, right? But ideally, you want to you want to have good energy because there's nobody out there that gets poor sleep and has good energy. 
Now, there is one exception, the young people that are that think they're bulletproof. Yeah. And we were all once young, right? <laughs> yes. And we were all once bulletproof. I think I was. Yes. I, don't, I don't really remember it. but <laughs> Yeah, same here. So um, so sleep is a pretty big deal, and it, it, I tie that in with energy. Yeah. Okay. The reason sleep is such a big deal is because when your body sleeps at night, it, it repairs everything. And if you're sleeping good, your, your brain is actually more active when you're asleep than when you are awake. Is that why we dream? Yeah. Yeah, you get these uh, rapid eye movements, deep sleep. Um, your body just goes through these deep cycles of sleep and then more, more awake. And uh, during that process, your body is producing growth hormone, testosterone, um, progesterone, all those good hormones if it's working properly. Hmm. And so sleep and energy go pretty hand in hand. Okay. But sleep is at the top. If you get poor sleep, uh, a lot of other things just don't work. Poor sleep turns on the stress signal, and the stress signal is just a cascade of a lot of other issues. Let's talk about sleep for a second. I've heard all my life you need eight hours of sleep. Then I've heard others say some people need six hours, some people need ten hours. It just depends on the person. What's your opinion of how much sleep should someone get? Yeah, I think each person is an individual, and so they're going to, some people will get by on less sleep, maybe six hours. Other people may need eight hours, somewhere around there. Um, Also, depending on the burden of the body, the health burden. In other words, if your body's repairing a lot, you know, say if you've just recovered from an illness or surgery, you're going to sleep a lot more. Okay. You know, um, a lot of times, too, when we get people in our office, you know, a lot of people think our practice is for pain. And it's so far from the truth. Mm-hmm. When a nervous system works better, you sleep better. So that's one of the biggest responses we get. Like I had a guy today, he was a police officer, and he had been through some pretty big traumas. And one of his biggest complaints was he can't sleep good. Number one. Number two, he doesn't have the energy that he would like. And number three, he can't focus like he would like to. Okay. Okay. So if we get the nervous system working better, reduce the pain, he'll sleep better. And he can focus better. And when your body starts sleeping better, that means it's healing. It's wanting to get better. So that's one of the signs I look for in a person that's dealing with a healing crisis. Okay. Are you getting better sleep? Good. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. So if they're not getting better sleep, um, I know we got some other underlying issues. Okay. All right. So we talked about sleep. We talked about energy. Um, well, let's back up a second. If somebody is, let's say somebody's getting plenty of sleep. Mm-hmm. Still don't have energy. Mm-hmm. Is that that's a sign? Um, well, this is the thing. A lot. I was reading something today. There are. Oh, I wish I. I wish I would have written it down. They talked about how many people die from sleeping pills. Really? Oh, just tons of them. I've heard some nightmare stories. Oh, yeah. um, in fact, this uh, this I can recall. I couldn't recall the exact numbers. I don't want to give you numbers that I think are not correct, but this I will give you. Sleeping pills are the third leading cause of death in wow. this country. Yes. So that was fascinating. Now, if you want a good reflection of that, think of all the stars that have had their own doctors. The majority of them that have died have been on sleeping pills. Yeah, Michael Jackson pops into my head instantly. Michael Jackson, yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, or several others that yeah. I can't, can't, can't recall right now. Elvis Presley, 
But what happens is if you burn a candle at both ends, it, you think you're getting away with it, but you're not. And as your body accumulates that sleep deficit, stuff starts to happen. Okay. So what they'll end up doing is they'll take a upper and they'll take a downer at night. Yeah. So they'll take sleeping pills at night and they'll take like an upper in, in the morning, you know. Yeah. And this is an advanced version of, you know, caffeine addicts and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so it wreaks havoc on your nervous system. That's interesting. And your energy systems, the sleep system. You come across some of these kids too. I've, I've got a a guy that uh, I know that's works with the kids in, in gangs and stuff like that. And he says, these kids will... I'm getting off the topic here. That's okay. Okay, That's sorry. Okay. Your energy systems affect your libido, your sex life. Right. All right. These kids will see on these billboards, Viagra, advertisements, mm-hmm. and Red Bull. Uh-oh. And so what they'll do is they'll take cocaine, Red Bull, and Viagra. Oh, my goodness. That and sounds like a bad cocktail. It is, but but when I when I heard that, I thought, how are these kids learning this at such a young age? And, you know, they want to be Mr. I don't know, you know, you know what I'm saying. They yeah. want to be Mr. Ladies Man and, yeah. and all that stuff. But sleep is just such a, 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 a cornerstone for health. If you're not getting sleep, you're, you know, you're missing a lot. Yeah. So sleep and energy go together. Now, your question was, what if they're getting good sleep? Now, this is the other thing. If they're not getting deep sleep, their body's not repairing. You can get surface sleep. Um, but you're, you're, there's a, the, the deep sleep is where your body repairs. Okay. Okay. So is there a way to know? I mean, I, I have a function on my watch that tells me, uh, how long I've been asleep, how much of that was deep sleep. I'm not sure how accurate it is, Yeah. but is there, will your body let you know you're not getting the right amount of sleep or the right kind of sleep? Yeah. There'll thing, be things that happen. Um, I mean, I, the way that sleep watch works is it's just measuring your motion at night. If you're mm-hmm. moving all night long perpetually, you're not getting sleep. Yeah. And then if you have, you know, half hour where you're still, it's assuming you're getting good sleep. But, uh, gosh, you know, your energy is a big thing. Your yeah. libido is a big thing. Um, you know, a lot of people that are addicts, uh, there's a, there's a mnemonic called halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, halt. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of times you might isolate yourself. Psychological changes, loss of memory, loss of focus, uh, changes in job performance, changes in personality. You know, so you're getting into some pretty high-functioning areas with sleep. So, yeah, so another one you want to look at is bowels and bladder. Um, for me, you know, I think it's good to have a bowel movement every day. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always heard that. Yeah. Um, if you're not drinking water, you're not going to have a bowel movement every day. Water's like a lubricant. It uh, gets into the fiber, and the fiber expands, and the, the, the uh, non-soluble fiber. Mm-hmm. So water is really good for, for getting better bowel movements. Um, and other things are bad, like coffee does the opposite. It doesn't help you have a bowel movement. Right. It stimulates your sympathetics, yeah. which are fight or flight, the way you can look at a lot of things in life is, is it stimulate my sympathetic or parasympathetic? Parasympathetic is sleep, bowel movements, rest, repair, reproduce, things like that. And so, you know, if you're, if you're wired up all the time and you're trying to go to bed and you're watching a 
shoot him up cowboy movie or something. That's not going to help you sleep. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the lights on at night. Yeah. That's not going to help you sleep. So turn the lights off a little earlier. Um, you know, listen to some music or something that relaxes you. Maybe do some reading. Um, that's going to kick you into more of a sleep, rest, digest. That part of your nervous system is what you want to kick in. Um, so, yeah, so bowel movements are tied into your sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. If you're stressed, you're not going to have good bowel movements. you don't have good bowel movements, your immune system isn't going to work eventually. Um, you'll have issues with your immune system. Bladder is important, too. Um, periods. Periods are a big one. And, uh, you know, if you have difficult periods or cramping, things like that, there's a good chance you might have a little bit more estrogen in your body, estrogen dominance. Mm-hmm. And that's driven by sugar. Okay. Processed foods. Estrogen's goal is to prepare the uterus for a baby to grow in. And so when the woman has her period, if they're estrogen dominant, they'll have so much tissue inside of that uterus that their their uterus has a hard time getting rid of it. So it has to, it goes into spasms and they have these big clots and that creates a lot of stress on their, in their cycle and that type of thing. How, how does menopause affect that after menopause? Is that? Well, menopause is a doorway to disease, especially if you've had a stressful life. Now, you and I are not going to have to worry about menopause. Right. Maybe menopause, yes. not menopause. Yeah. <laughs> menopause. Uh, men go through it too. Yeah. But uh, typically what happens is you'll hit that age and uh, there's three glands that are your energy glands, your, your thyroid, which is right where your neck is. Um, your adrenals, which are just on the top of your kidneys, and then your ovaries or your gonads, your testes. Mm-hmm. Now, when a woman goes through menopause, what's happening is the ovaries are shutting down. Okay? Yeah. The ovaries are an energy gland. So when that shuts down, it can be an opportunity for a lot of other diseases if that person's adrenals are shot. Okay. Okay. Um, and so you'll see people that go through menopause, they go through depression, they have all these crazy surgeries. I mean, just all kinds of crazy things. Um, and, uh, you know, but if you have good energy and you go through menopause, it can be a good transition. Okay. A lot of women love that because, you know. Yeah. Freeze them up to, some. They don't have to deal with their periods right. and stuff. So. Okay. All right. So we've talked about. Good sleep. We've talked about energy levels. What else? What other signs do we have of disease or, or Dis- disease or, ease or, or health? S- yeah, or health. Yeah. Um, let's see. What about appetite? Oh, there you're helping me out. Yeah, appetite. I think about one. that because I know if my if I don't have there are times I haven't had an appetite. Believe it or not, you wouldn't think that by looking at really? me. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I know if I don't have an appetite, something's wrong. And in my life, a lot of times it's stress related. So are you one of these? I think it's funny how stress affects people's appetites. My wife, when she gets stressed, she won't eat. Yeah, that's the way I am. And I'm thinking, man, give me some of that. Seriously. Give me a big old piece of that. (laughs) Give me a piece of that stress so I can stop eating. (laughs) I'm I'm not being nice. Me on the no, other but hand, you're being funny. yeah. Me on the other hand, uh, we, we come from a big family of eaters, and so when we get stressed out, 
groceries start to disappear. See, and, and I've seen that too, not with me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. You know, you see on sitcoms and movies when people are stressed, they'll grab the ice cream and just eat a whole thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm just the opposite. And, and I love food. You know, we've had mm. lots of discussions about food. But if mm-hmm. I'm stressed or depressed, I don't eat. I just don't eat. Uh-huh. And, I don't, and, and I don't miss it. I don't recognize it. It's just a day will go by, and I'm, I haven't eaten. Yeah. So, you know, eating a lot of food can put a massive burden on your digestive tract. It takes a lot of energy to digest food properly. So what can happen is if you're eating a lot like somebody like me, I don't do that much anymore. I, I can't afford to do it. Um, but if you do, it puts such a burden on your body because your body has to do go through so many processes to properly digest everything, to detoxify everything, to absorb everything. And it skips a lot of steps when your body's stressed out. And that leads to, to dis-ease as well. And so... Um, you know, so so it's amazing how your stress levels and your mind and, and that can affect things. Um, so, yeah, loss of appetite's a big deal. Uh, loss of body weight. Like a rapid loss? like uh, Yeah, change in body weight, yes. Um, Those could go hand in hand, too. Yeah, sure. Um, discoloration of the eyes. Really? Yeah. Now, see, that, that one I never would have thought of. You want to look at the eyes, you want to see that they're, they're, uh, they're responsive to light. Um, you want to look at the whites of the eyes, make sure they're nice and clear. Um, a lot of people that have liver issues, um, they'll have floaters in their eyes. Hmm. You know, um, indigestion and heartburn is another one. Okay. We've talked about how digestion is a north to south process. Right. You're basically disassembling everything to its lowest common denominator. And... If you're not, your body's not doing that because it doesn't have the enzymes, it doesn't have the acid or the minerals to do that, then somewhere along that pathway, you're going to have food that's not broken down. Well, guess what? Anytime there's food not broken down in your GI tract, it's an opportunity for opportunistic bacteria to come in there, start setting up shop. Mm. Okay. Um, Yeast. That's a big one with women yeast yeah they can get yeast infections yeast can get so bad what happens is they start processing all this undigested food they start reproducing but they build up toxicity in your body and uh, the yeast can create all kinds of problems with uh, reproductive organs wow yeah um and so that was what were we talking about we were talking about uh you were talking about weight gain or weight loss weight gain weight loss uh digestion yeah, heartburn. Um, yes. And so you've got all these these things that need to take place in order to be healthy. And so you can see how high sleep is up there. Sleep also helps your body produce healthy bacteria. Um, if you get proper sleep and nutrition, that's really good for your gut. Yeah. There's a brain-gut connection. In fact, we're actually finding out now that there's as many nerve cells in your gut lining as there is in your brain. Are you serious? They, they call it the enteric nervous system. Wow. Yeah. And it's operated by your brain. Yeah. That's interesting. It is fascinating. So, you know, sleep, good healthy digestion, and good energy. You show me somebody that has those three things, they're doing pretty good. 
Okay, then you throw on good nervous system function, but their nervous system is functioning if, if they're getting those three things. Unless there's a trauma or if there's a, you know, something where they've uh, injured their spine or created stress on their nervous system, mm-hmm. which is pretty much everybody. True. Through, through sitting, yeah. things like that. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is, is is posture. Yeah. Good posture is a great indicator for health. Poor posture is a huge mortality indicator for dis-ease in your body. Really? Yes. Posture. Posture can affect your breathing. It can affect your digestion. Um, it can affect your circulation. It can affect so many things. You know, these are simple things. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, you want to monitor those things. Um, blood pressure is another one. That's a good one. Now, if you're going through a stressful situation, your blood pressure should be elevated. That's normal. That's healthy. If you have prolonged high blood pressure, something needs to be addressed. Either you've got too much fat on your body or your heart's not working properly. Your, your blood vessels are getting plaque buildup in them, things like that. Or your kidneys aren't working yeah. like they should be. Um, so that's, that's, posture is a big deal. Yeah, all that sounds familiar to me because recently we've had a, a high blood pressure incident in my family. Mm. And... Um, the doctor was mentioning the same things you just said mm-hmm. to, 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 uh, is my mom. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I forgot to ask you, how's she doing? She's doing much better. Thank you. Awesome. I saw her, saw her yesterday and she's okay. feeling much better. Good. So posture, if you've got poor posture, that could be a sign of poor health. And if you've got good posture, that could be a sign of being healthy. Very good. It's very high up on the, on a scale of health. Did you notice me sit up straighter when I said that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> You also notice, too, when somebody's stressed out, their posture is not good. Yeah. When they're happy, they're having fun, um, their energy good, they have better posture. So um, skin is another indicator, kind of like the eyes. You look for the skin. You look at the tongue. Yeah. Look at the fingernails. Look at the fingernails for any discoloration or swelling, uh, any unusual clubbing or things like that. Look at the toes. Um, a good strong pulse in the foot is good. That means you're getting blood down into the foot, the lower extremities. That means your blood supply is pretty good. Okay. I never thought of that either. Yeah. Any swelling in the ankles, things like that, that's not good. Um, Belly fat. You can do this. Put your hands above your head with your shirt off and look in a mirror and look just below your ribs. If it's larger, if if your belly is larger below your ribs than above your ribs, then you've got (laughs) visceral fat. Visceral fat is a big issue i'll tell you right now i don't have to take my shirt off to know the answer to that one (laughs) you just yeah yeah so i've got some work to do it's a non-stop battle and the the thing is you just want to keep the things that we've talked about are things that you can look at that you can monitor that you can change by changing your lifestyle by doing things that you won't have done at uh, at a regular doctor visit and if people want to stay away from drugs and surgery, that you have to be on top of that. You got to continue to learn. Yeah, continue to learn. Uh, strength is another one. Um, being able to squat. Okay. Yeah. Take a full squat um, with your knees bent, your butt down near your ankles. That is a a big indicator of health and wellness. You can do that. Well, when we turn the mics off, I'm going to do it right here in the studio. Just okay. see if I can. I haven't, right. I haven't done I haven't done one since high school. Well, on purpose. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of our patients will come in and they can't do they don't do that. 
And I'm like, man, we got to start working on that. Let's get you down. And they, they have a hard time doing it. What I'll do is I'll have them sit on a chair and I'll have them come up out of the chair and sit back down, come up out of the chair. Squatting is one of the most basic, fundamental activities that a human does. You know, uh, you have to squat out of a chair to get up. You have to squat off of the bathroom seat to get up. Mm-hmm. It's one of the leading causes of a disability. Hmm. Um, yeah. People can't get up. Uh, the other thing is, is uh, see how well your strength is on one leg versus the other. If you can stand on one leg for a good period of time, stand on the other leg for a good period of time, you're in good shape. 30 seconds. Okay. All right. That's a good test. Yeah, that's good. So what do you do? Just hold the other leg up with your with your arm and just stand there? <laughs> like a... <laughs> no, <laughs> or no. just you just lift the other leg and stand. Yeah, on you one. lift it with. Yeah, you lift your other leg. <laughs> because you, I, I, I probably have to hold mine. <laughs> yeah, well, see, what's happening is people are sitting more and are looking forward more. So, what yeah. does that do to the body? It makes the body crippled and handicapped. Yeah. Um, know your weaknesses. Know your weaknesses. If you got an issue, work on that weakness. Um, you know, a lot of men get prostate issues, large intestine, digestion. The colon, if it's toxic, will leak right into that prostate and create all kinds of issues for the prostate. That sounds like bad news. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's right where the bladder is and all that. So work on digestion. Work on improving your bowel movements. Get out and move. Walk. Whatever you need to do. Do the deep squats. That'll really stretch that area. It works those nerves in that area. Works the muscles. And it really helps uh, with the prostate. That sounds good. Um, what else can we talk about? That's a, that's all uh, super easy stuff. Yeah. I, I just haven't thought of doing that. It is not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look at mobility in your neck, range of motion in your neck. Right. Um, look at your teeth. Your teeth are an important sign because your teeth, you got your gums. If your gums are receding or you bleed a lot through your gums, that's not good. Yeah. It means you've got issues with your circulation. Now, there's there's two types of strokes. There's a stroke where you have a clot. And there's a stroke where you bleed. So, you know, keep that in mind. But, uh, you know, if your gums are bleeding a lot, um, you know, they, they keep bleeding. you got receding gum lines. That's usually a sign of deficiency in vitamin C. Now, I'm not diagnosing anybody, but you usually try to throw a few things together like that. Yeah. Um, memory loss. Um, I can't say forgetting where your keys are because that would be a big one for me. <laughs> You and um, my wife both. <laughs> forgetting where your car is parked. I love that fob, that key fob, man. Yes. It's like, that's cheating. And hit it. <laughs> yeah. If that thing wasn't working, man, I don't really have to. Yeah. I keep a fresh battery in mine. I re- yeah. I replace it a lot. It would be good for exercise, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You have to walk around the sure. parking lot three or four times. Yeah. You know, a lot, of, a lot of cell phones now have uh, parking reminders. Uh, uh-huh. I know mine, if I park and it knows that I've parked somehow, I guess motion or something. But when I get out of the car, it'll say uh, that it's dropped a pin where I've parked. So don't worry about it. It'll it'll take me back to my car. You're high tech. Mine won't do that. <laughs> I bet yours will too. We got the same kind, don't we? I don't know. I've got an iPhone of some sort. Yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah. Well, we have covered a lot of information today. We set out uh, talking about uh, signs of good health and signs of disease. And uh, we covered a lot of stuff. We covered sleep, you know, energy, um, 
bowel movements, uh, all kind of stuff. And uh, some of our listeners may have questions. And if you do have a question about anything we've discussed on this podcast or any of the others, or maybe you've got a question about something we haven't covered yet, feel free to drop us a line. You can email us at besthealthpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to whitehousechiropractic.com and uh, contact Dr. Banning straight through there. Dr. Banning, thank you again, as always. My Another pleasure. interesting program, and we will be back next week. We've switched. Uh, I've done a little uh, testing on release dates. I've mm-hmm. released. Uh, we used to release every Friday, mm-hmm. and then I released on a Saturday. <clears throat> Seemed to do a, a better. Seems like people like it better on Saturdays. Then I tried a Sunday. So I think we're going to switch back to Saturdays uh, for each episode now. Fair enough. So I'll be looking for new episodes every Saturday. And we will see you next episode. Have a great week. Thanks, Dr. Manny. Thank you. Thank you.